0: PFT Media. Hey, kids! It's your buddy Peter. It is January 11th at around 5:30 in the afternoon, and we're putting the finishing touches on episode 119. This one is is a doozy, and I say that all the time, but uh, uh, this is a man I never met. Like uh, he, he, uh, Somebody told me about this guy, and uh, they said he had good stories, and he absolutely does. He, he's lived a lifetime and a half. Uh, he, he is as interesting and as cool as his name. His name is Boris Douglas Garvey. He uh, runs an art gallery here in town, a little jewel of an art gallery. It's called the Gallery at Mills Park. and uh, He came in, and he looked like a piece of art. He was dressed to the nines and he was carrying a bottle of scotch and during the interview i learned that uh he doesn't drink he hasn't had a drink in 15 years he's just cool he came in with a gift and you don't have to do that if you're if you're coming to my home i don't expect a gift i've, I've got beer i've got scotch you were a guest in my house but uh, he came in carrying a gift and he also had great stories interesting stories there were highs where we laughed and we figured shit out and there were lows where i think there might have been a tear it sounds like there might have been a tear i was was working over here and I'm paying attention but I, I can't see because I have this big microphone in front of me but uh it it goes deep on this one and Boris he shared with us and it, it was good and, and I'm pretty pleased that I can call Boris my friend now and hopefully I'll be on his his podcast he does a podcast and uh hopefully we're friends I, I like Boris go check out his his gallery a couple things uh, in this episode I say it's episode 119 it's not I, I, no, I say it's episode 120. It's episode 119. I went back and checked because sometimes I'm dumb and and I make mistakes. And uh, so that was a dumb moment. It's episode 119. Also, I give out our old phone number. Don't use that anymore. If uh, you're using it, uh, it's not going to go anywhere good. We got a new phone number. It's 407-706-9523. That's 407-706-9523. Why am I telling you this? Because we're doing a contest. Uh, call in. Leave us a message. Be interesting. Tell us a joke. Tell us a story. Tell us we're doing a good job. Telling us, Tell us we're doing a bad job. Uh, just be interesting. Odds are I will play it on the podcast and you will have a chance to win one of two gift cards that we're giving out uh, from Little Indies. Or Orlando meets, so there's two chances to win and right now if you call in as of when I'm recording this at 537 on January 11th I have one person in the contest so get in on this there's a good chance you might win and uh, you can you can use one of the gift cards and some of our great local sponsors what else we got going on um, new phone number contest oh uh, sponsors compass box whiskeys they give us scotch, and it's really good. If you hear me drinking scotch or our guest drinking scotch on this podcast, it is Compass Box Whiskies. They are available wherever fine uh, liquors are available. Go check them out online. They've got a great story. They're, they're doing it with an edge over there, and they're doing it really really well and of course one of the ones that's been here since the beginning one of the reasons i live in the audubon park garden district and that's the truth i bought because it was near this bar red light red light beer parlor they're local they're locally owned they're not like a big company but they're doing it really 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 well 300 plus bottles and cans 26 beers on tap, and they're brewing in-house. They were brewing in a little way, now they're brewing in a bigger way. They got stainless steel tanks there, and they're putting that system in right now as we speak, and I think they may have started brewing with it. So go over and check out the magic that Brent and his talented, friendly staff is making out of my favorite craft beer bar in the world. They're located at 2810 Corrine Drive in the beautiful Audubon Park Garden District. You might see my bald head sitting up there at the bar. If you see me, seriously, say hi. I will buy you uh, one of the more inexpensive beers on the menu because I'm poor, and they—they, they, you know—they got inexpensive beers, but they got some some expensive beers. Uh, Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor. When you go in, tell them that we sent you. I think that's it, kids. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Boris, for coming in. Oh, one more thing. Episode 120. Uh, if you're local in Orlando, you know this man. He sells lollipops, award-winning lollipops, and he's comedian. His name is Big. Tim Murphy, and he came in and uh, uh, we had a good talk. So look forward to that next week. Uh, Give us a phone call at 407-706-9523 for a chance to win prizes. And uh, go and uh, use all my great sponsors. And thanks, Morris, for coming in. Uh, I love you guys. You make my world a better place. All right, go go outside and play. Uh, Love each other. Take care of each other. Tell each other you love them. Take care. Have fun. Peace. Bye-bye. so much for checking out episode 120 of scotch and good conversation my name is peter i'll be your host today and we are on the pft radio network here's what we do we are like a weekly hangouty interviewee podcast get together or afternoon drinking type thing we find interesting people we turn off our cell phones we hang out and hopefully we have something that is mildly interesting we have a good time you have a good time if this is something that you think you might be interesting like interested in go over to our website sketchyconversation.com and you can check out every single one of our past episodes we are on itunes we are on stitcher we are on google play if you'd like to get involved if you want to be a, a guest if you want t- to advertise, that'd be great. Call us. If you know somebody we should interview, give us a call. If you want to leave a comment, if you want to tell me how good I am or how bad I am, give us a call. 407-965-5557. That's 407 965 You can also email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Big breath. Or you can be part of our Facebook group, uh, Scotch and Good Conversationalist. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. And, of course, we couldn't do it without any of our fine, fine sponsors. Little Indies. Always something cool going on. Always incredible craft cocktails. Always the best craft beer. This Friday, it's DJ BMF saturday it's old-school hip-hop with dj j-mob on the 14th it's lo fire lounge on the 16th it's jordan foley on the 17th it's the incredible eugene snowden and his 10 pints of truth on the 18th it's kaylee baker and on the 19th right next door at dirty laundry it's greg barris and his friends doing a comedy showcase Always no cover, always a good time. Little Indies, located right next to Will's Pub at 1036 North Mills Avenue. Go in there, have a good time, and tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And we're back. Uh, Of course, besides our fine sponsors, we couldn't do this without actually someone probably more interesting than I am, our guest. And today I'm talking to someone who I've never actually met in real life other than about... 25 minutes ago uh, came very dressed up and with a bottle of scotch in his hands uh, Mr. Boris Douglas Garby that is correct thank you thank you for the scotch thank you for dressing up you're welcome thank you for showing up on time always I'm German you, we, you know what's funny is apparently I fucked up because I, although we communicated back and forth you, you you actually were proactive and you said tell me what time again and where I need to be like normally I would send you an email the day before um, I was sitting outside at 1 o'clock and then I'm like where the fuck is this guy and like 1.20 and I went oh it's 2 o'clock so you were on time I was incredibly early and, yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would wait. Normally, I would be outside waiting for you, and I'd yeah. give you the "Don't uh, look Rosie in the aisle, she'll eat you" speech. Uh, but uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, you, uh, you were. I think Kyle Eagle said you should come in, and he spoke very, very highly of you. And I uh, had my research team look, kind of dig around in your past. And uh, uh, you, you you, are an interesting dude, to say the least. You said you've listened, so you know what we do. These mm-hmm. are three things that I know about you. Okay. You ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're an interesting dude. I know some things about you. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Um, first thing is you, you uh, curate, you run, you're part of an art gallery. That is, is correct. That is correct. See, that nailed is. it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, tell, tell the kids about that. So uh, I am basically the
1: poster child of starting your career or restarting your life at
0: forty-seven. I thought uh, I was at some point, but yes.
1: and uh, so you know, at forty-seven, I was particularly happy with what I was doing. And uh, a friend of the family, the artist Victor Bocas, and I got into talking. And I said to him, you know, I love your life. I love the openings, the the, the galleries, the museums, the press, all that. I'd like to be part of that. And I just remembered. He chuckled and he said, Well, any way I can help you. But I don't think he honestly believed I could do it well. And once I set my mind to something, I do it. And I've been raised by a father who's had many careers, Uh uh, and he's brilliant at all of them. And he taught me hard work. So I did it all old style. I went to four galleries, knocked on the doors, and said, I will give you six months of free labor wow at 47 at 47 wow that's a ballsy move dude <laughs> i know right and uh i had one year worth of savings and uh, let me tell you something that...
0: also you're a planner good for you because yeah. i would have jumped in there with just i don't have any plan at all Listen. i interrupted that's what i do i'm sorry you no know i'm a planner. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Right? okay <laughs> so at 47 you you go around you find yourself a job you've got some savings and you're going to work your ass off go
1: and uh not every gallery took me and it's interesting because uh I'm obviously not gonna mention names. I will mention the ones that took me in and the people that mentored me. But the ones that did not take me in told me basically the same thing. You're too old to start oh. this career. I was 47, yeah. Now the people that took me in, uh, Tommy Kenilonga, uh Rodney Flounders, of course, Lael deval and, and Brad Biggs. these are all people who believed in me and uh, and they trained me in a way that prepared me to believe in myself, because that's the number one thing. One thing is to be able to do something, but another thing is to believe that you can do something different than the others.
0: Did you have that before you started this? Or is that something that came to you later in life? Because that's something that's happened to me. I I only started really going, yeah, I'm awesome. Well. Uh, Later in life, because I I turned 50 uh, this year. So, and it's only in the last couple years that I'm comfortable with being me. I beat you, I'm 52. Um, comfortable with
1: me um I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with who i am i think you're awesome if that helps oh thank you well you're, you're mirror
0: ditto so <laughs> um, so you're 47 you're working in a gallery yes. for free mm-hmm.
1: doing for, four work? different galleries i worked for free i would probably give them about five hours a day and then 10 hours on weekends and um i have to say the thing that i learned more is that the art world is a business and it was so interesting that the four people that mentored me had figured out a way to stay innocent in the business. Oh, that's them, hard. It yeah. was not, I mean, yes, you have to pay the bills. You have to do all that. and And that's the struggle I have right now because I want to keep this love affair with the art world going, but there is the thing about the money. But these four individuals trained me in such a way that I could stay clean and do it. You know, for example, I think there's... I've gotten in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it. There's a Not certain for you. Yeah. vulgarity in selling art. There is. Because one thing is to sell cars. One thing is to sell. But art. Should be art, free for everyone. Art is the children of the artist. So the way I look at my galleries, I'm an orphanage. And my job is to place these beautiful children with the right people. Absolutely. And so that allows me to kind of stay clean with that. And I have to say, I've been successful with that way of thinking because You know, we interview the artist and then I always sit down with potential buyers and they're like, why are you sitting me down? We have a coffee maker there. And and I want to know what they want Mm -hmm. so that when we, when I give them the tour, I can kind of align them kind of to what I think they they need, you know?
0: Good for you. Yeah, I, I, um, I, with what I do for a living or was doing up until I'm professional podcast boy, I, I would find... These little works of art, and I would find them an, a, a good home, and it always made me feel happy to find something that that maybe someone else didn't appreciate. Maybe it would sit there in a store or sit there on the rack for a long time. I'm alluding to what I'm doing, but I'm not admitting to what I'm doing. <laughs> if you've listened to the podcast, you know what I do for a living. Oh, come uh, on, remind us. No, no, I podcast. I'm a professional podcaster. People pay me now. Uh, um, but uh, I, it, it always made me happy when. Someone would come back to me. It happened last night, actually. Someone came back to me and said, "I bought something for you," and it absolutely turned out to be one of my favorite things. And the dude was smiling, and I love the fact that this was a little lost piece of art, like a little, little beautiful little nugget that I found someplace, and I found it at a right home. And that—that's what you do, you know. And and you're doing it with something beautiful too, you know, something that that. Makes people happy and will live on long after you're gone and they're gone and that's amazing good for you Thank you.
1: Well, you know, you you asked me if I'm more comfortable if I've gotten more comfortable What I found out is that I have an interesting way of thinking because I'm brand new. I don't have an arts background I do read a lot hmm but I realized that I would like to talk to professionals about the art on the wall so I have started hiring a psychologist a (laughs) well-known psychologist in town (laughs) and an art professor to come in and talk to me about the paintings Uh and what's interesting, this sounds like a great idea and I'm sticking to this it's a fantastic idea not every artist has liked this because all of a sudden their art is being analyzed in a way that they are not used to and the psychologist has, has really taught me that the paintings are pages of their psychological life story believe me up you, on the canvas with yeah if it's you're gonna sad show. it's going to show if yeah. you're happy it's going to show if you're confused it's going to show and so, one of the things that I do is we interview the artist first, and then once the psychologist and the art professor have come by, we ask the artist, how much of what the psychologist said and how much of what the art professor said are we allowed to share? Sometimes they say, not a word, mm-hmm. and sometimes they say, oh my God, I didn't realize my, my artwork had all those meanings. Please share it all. And I have to say, the artwork that I'm allowed to talk
0: about sells. It, it, it's. Uh, uh, well, you hear those noises I, made. <laughs> <laughs> I did it again <laughs> let me choose my words I feel like if I was an artist and I didn't have somebody analyze my art mm-hmm. in, in that way it would be exciting to me although it, I mean, everybody, everybody's got their secrets also and there's probably stuff hidden in, in the art that, that they don't want the world to know about you know uh, what are the kids calling them uh, uh, Easter eggs or eggs or something uh, I, you know so they're probably hiding stuff in that art and they, they're like trying to pull the wool over the eyes of everybody then somebody comes in and goes no no I, I see this happen in your past and you're angry about this and you didn't get enough love for your mother and you feel like the struggles of being an artist am I wrong
1: well the psychologist probably. when she's there the artist is not there and we take off all the labels so she doesn't know whether it's a man or a woman she doesn't know the that's titles. so fun my favorite story is we were standing in front of this painting and she got very quiet and i will reveal the name of the psychologist but i'm just kind of making a to it she said i'm, I'm taken back there was a lot of sexual and physical abuse in this person's life and i'm putting my foot down it's a woman and um Later, I confronted the artist, and, I, and, I, and That's the artist hard. got so upset with me and said, How dare you? This is garbage. And she left, and I thought, Oh, my God, what did I do? Well, she called me back later a couple hours, and she was crying on the phone, oh. and she said, How did she know that? How did she know that? And so I went in for the kill, and I said, Oh. Can I share that? <laughs> you know, she said yes.
0: <laughs> cha ching. And we sold that painting. <laughs> yeah, good, good for you. And uh, I, is anybody else doing that? I, or are we going to blow this? Like now, every gallery is going to be doing this. No, no. I, okay. Obviously, I read
1: about this. Okay, obviously it's, they're it's, doing it in New York because the art world has changed. Orlando is a lot
0: like New York. Yes. Yeah. In some ways, <laughs> not the art world. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Uh, and tell the kids where your gallery is and how we can get in touch with you if you want to get some cool art.
1: Uh, My gallery is in a building called the Gallery at Mills Park at 1650 North Mills. uh, And it's the bottom floor of a luxury apartment building. I met these incredible people that wanted to have a gallery in their building and I said yes and we are a a wonderful marriage. We're a living gallery. We're the only luxury apartment building in Orlando with a living gallery. We have five shows a year, three pop-ups. like i said it's a beautiful beautiful marriage because the people who live there all 600 of them all they have to do is Put get downstairs. dressed get in the elevator get down
0: and there's a show you know that's very cool that's yeah. that it's
1: a huge selling point for the building i imagine
0: because, you know <laughs> if you're walking through the bottom and there's an art gallery yeah. there yeah you have to walk through the gallery yeah. to get to the leasing office you know so, so all over the, uh, that also looks cool to when you're absolutely buying a you know? penthouse i'm going to I probably have to stay here, but I'll come visit your gallery. Uh, Please do. You think, need to. The thing number two I know about you is sure. you're no stranger to podcasting or a microphone of that that also. So what? What? Why? How come you're you're probably better at me than podcasting? Go. Well, I don't know about that, come but on quick, uh,
1: go. my partner uh, Marla E, an artist in town, who's also one of my best friends, we started a podcast for the Timaqua Arts Foundation called Live Arts, previously recorded. Uh, which is kind of a fun thing. And uh, on that podcast, we interview artisans here in Orlando. You know, we've had the good luck of interviewing politicians, writers, artists, singers. Um, And now we've started a second version. uh, And then I had a, I still have, of course, a radio segment with Marla as well called Kiss My Art, which is on a show called Connections. And Connections is kind of an, an adult, not adult, in that sense, but it's a grown-up type of talk show, and they wanted a little cultural segment there, and and we are that. And now, Marla and I are filming a podcast called "Kiss My Art," unfiltered and uncensored. On Fun. which I want you to be a guest. So, so I will gladly come right now.
0: Come hang out,
1: yeah. So yes, yeah, so there's it's three segments, kind of in this type of industry that we're doing. That I'm I'm new, not you are. Far more advanced than this. We had the conversation <laughs> you before see where that. I right? am.
0: I'm in the spare bedroom. There's a leaky toilet across the hall. Oh, come on, come on. It's all very exciting. And where me. can the kids hear that? Like, uh, is it, <laughs> where, where is it available? Uh, yes, so uh, it's a podcast,
1: which you download uh, uh, iTunes and um, the the Android. App. I don't know. I have no idea. I have yeah, old. Listen, that yeah. part I'm not so good at. But no. it's called um, Kiss My Art. And live art, and we're gonna have our own YouTube channel for the Kiss My Art uncensored and unfiltered.
0: So I will put links in the show notes, please, uh, um, please, and check it out because uh, you, you you're very interesting. Uh, oh, and the third thanks. thing, and when when I hit you up to come be on the podcast, sure. uh, you alluded to the fact that you wanted me, you wanted to send me information, and I was like, no, 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 we don't, we don't, we okay. don't, we don't do that. And uh, but I I was digging around, or my team of research monkeys was digging around, and. We we found stuff about you, but this this kept coming back in the back of my head, and you wanted to share this, I think. And if you don't want to share this, we can cut it out. But somehow you had a hand in making a porno.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Uh,
0: no. Oh. Uh, so the psychologist.
1: Um, okay, so yes, Dr. Yet. Carmen McGinnis. Okay. No. Okay. Um, no, she wrote a book called Unintended Consequences. Okay. And it is an adult psycho- psychological novel. So it's
0: not a porno. It's an adult psychological novel. It's an adult psychological novel. This is not. But a porno. I think See, you just made my cool rating go
1: through the roof. That's, that's where I my head I goes. I wish I could say I did, but you know. <laughs> no, the thing is, so Dr. Carmen McGinnis, uh, the lady who, this fabulous lady who analyzes my painting. Yeah. Okay. No. No. She no. Well-known, no much, much respected all of us. psychologist who's written academia books, and then she wrote her first. Novel, and she said, "I just I like this gallery setting, and I love your name, and I have a little dachshund named Lump." And of she course said, "You do. You're German. I? You
0: always get you know, the issue with dachshund at some point in your oh, life." Oh,
1: come on! Now. <laughs> and, uh, I had one. She said, "Can I include you in the book as a character?" And I said, "Yes." And so she included me in the first book, Unintended Consequences, which was a bestseller. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Uh-huh. This is how brilliant this woman is. She's in negotiations with the book to be filmed. So, it's happening. So, there's going to be you on screen? No, no, no. I mean, I just have one sequence, but it was a good sequence.
0: I I have a sequence where the best of Boris comes out, you know? Well, I have a second fact, if you want to cut all that out. Mm -hmm. Um, You lived in Germany. But not for a long time. But you lived in Berlin. I saw I, that. I was born in Berlin, okay, yeah. I, and when I was
1: uh, five years old, my parents moved to Nicaragua. Okay, that's cool. why I speak Spanish. Those are pretty cool. And and we, we lived two, there. Two pretty cool places. Oh well, yeah, and, I, and we lived there for ten years until the revolution came, okay. and
0: we've been here since nineteen seventy-nine. Yeah. yeah. All right. I uh, well, we, we can cut all that that other thing out, but it's interesting. These are three oh, things. Oh no, no, yeah, no three, don't cut it out. Three things. Uh, in uh. I'm interested in this one because okay. you're you're right around my age uh, top three band- you're like two years dude yeah. <laughs> yeah. top three bands performers or singer songwriters right now in your life go quick believe it or not I'm not a music person I know but you you, you like three bands I've always three liked songs. Dave,
1: I've always liked David Boyd okay I'm good Artist. always. yes uh I've always okay. I, I'm a big Duran Duran fan. I'm okay, sorry. good. I get apologize. No, tell and my, my, I do have get
0: one that. gigantic guilty pleasure, which is Aha. Uh-huh. No, that, that's but. I, I, I get aha. Uh-huh. Uh, what's what's uh, Hunting High and Low that record yes. with with um, 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 Don't Don't Tell Me um, uh, Touch Me. The sun always shines on TV. Yes. and the bigger the, hit, the was, sun always shines on TV. Not many people. That was their second hit. Uh, um, 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 uh, Take on me. That was, that was the on big me. one. Yes, yeah. They're, they're still doing it. They're grinding yes, it they're, out. they still exist in their country and making money. Yeah. Well, I think that's that. that was the eighties, though. I mean that that that's was was growing see, up in the eighties. I am
1: a book person. I am a movie person, I, I never had, and maybe it's because I grew up in Nicaragua, and there is a different relationship to music I, I've noticed in countries like in the West. Absolutely, music is is very important because you have music in your cars. I mean, it's, it's just it's different. I grew up in a different place.
0: It's also more shiny and in your face, and where probably exactly. your your relationship with music is probably more someone playing guitar or someone like. I, I, I'm guessing that I've never been in Nicaragua, so I, in my head... You know, I, I have to tell you, in here, this again,
1: this all sounds strange. I wasn't <laughs> that big into art. I was not that big into fashion, and I was not that big into music. And now, I own a gallery. I now work with a designer that is an icon in the fashion industry, and I work for the Timaqua Arts White House, which is a place where musicians from all
0: over the world come to play. Were you nerdy? Were you oh a little nerdy guy? What do you think? Because you seem Absolutely. really cool now. To me you seem very cool. You're very hip. You're very... You're fashionable and... You know, I've done, I've done, I've done
1: well thank you. I did research
0: I'm on this. I'm you, a late bloomer. Well, well good. You yeah. having fun? You having yeah. a good time? Uh, you know what? I,
1: I just had one one of my first high school reunions that I attended to and so I was very nervous because uh-huh. like, like I just admitted I was a nerd and you know I have to admit... I was bullied. I was
0: bullied severely. Well, everybody was. I mean, everybody, unless you were a bully, and then you were just kind of a horrible person. But everybody gets bullied. And, everybody
1: gets bullied. Yeah,
0: but some more than others. But you show up, and you look cool now, and you have a cool job.
1: But let me tell you this story. This this is this actually did a lot of good to me. Love. So I didn't want to go to the to the reunion for all the obvious reasons, which is I didn't want them to look good still. I didn't want them to still have that attitude with me. Uh, and then one of the people I went to said, listen, they're all gonna be fat and alcoholic. Absolutely. And, well, we go.
0: Loaded people with bad clothes.
1: And you know what? The beautiful women still looked beautiful. The jocks still had their their bodies. They, they, they still had hair. Uh, but here's the thing. None of them recognized me. Okay. None of them. Is that a good and, thing? And, well, Listen, so I introduced myself and I went with a friend, I actually went with Lael, my former partner with the gallery, mm-hmm. and they were all very nice to me. And I'm um, getting a little emotional here, but... um, um so We left early because it was uncomfortable. Nothing happened, but I, I was just uncomfortable. It and really as I was...
0: It wasn't that much fun anyway. It probably wasn't that much Listen, <laughs> so
1: this is what happened. So I'm, I'm going to the car, and Lael forgot her purse, and she went up, and she said one of the guys approached to her, and he said to her, I just want to apologize to your husband, but I don't have the courage to say that. I was really awful to him. And he thought I was married to Lael, but she was just taking me there. And yeah, yeah, She came back, and she said that to me, and it was such a relief because people did remember me, and they did remember what they had done, And that's the great thing about growing up. You know, it's like maybe he didn't have the courage to say it to me, but he apologized to somebody that he knew was important. That's a great, if anything
0: else, one person did, and that gives us hope.
1: You know what? Actually, after that, he must have said something because, you know, there were pictures tagged on Facebook. And I've reunited with almost eight people from my childhood good because of that it feels
0: good right and even if it's a dumb Facebook reunite like it's still nice to be involved it was fantastic thank you universe it it
1: did a lot of good for
0: me yeah I I have a love hate relationship with with the internet and I mean obviously (laughs) it's what I do for a living yeah but uh, I I, one of my success stories was I, I had one teacher in high school who believed in me and I absolutely loved her. And one of these days I will interview her on the podcast oh, if, I, if I can. To. You have to. she was a drama teacher. So, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not belittling what she did, but it was, for me, it was a throwaway class to go talk to pretty girls. <laughs> like I, I, had, I, had, I had no intention of doing anything like drama. Like I, it, it, I, at best, I figured I could work backstage. You're fine, you can make noise. Uh, I, at best, I figured I could work backstage and drama parties were always the best parties there was drugs and girls making out with each other and lots. we were being of, really honest. <laughs> lots and lots of liquor. So that, that's, that was where my head was at. But she told me in my senior year, you need to try to get by on more than just the personality. And it, what basically what she said was there's more to you than you just acting the clown. And in a lot of ways, she was right. In a lot of ways, she was wrong. And I, I found probably about 10 years ago I wrote her I found her on the internet and and I said I I hope this isn't stepping over bounds but I just wanted to tell you that what you said made an effect on me
1: you just did see this is this is all meant to be because about 10 years ago I found my favorite college professor Mm -hmm. who was the biggest influence in my life as far as uh, academia, and her name is Dr. Paula Buck. She was the chair of the English department at Florida Southern College. She wrote the questions for you. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> so uh, she came back into my life, and I have to tell you, I am now talking to her as an adult. It's weird, not right? as student teacher. Or yeah. right? We're adults, and even though the relationship will always be she is academia. I'm the student. It, it, there's a good feeling to it. But there's know?
0: a. she probably looks at you as someone who is as educated as she is, whether you realize it or not. I, I think she
1: looks at me because of my experiences as having just as many important life experiences that have made me the man that i am today absolutely and that's i wh- think that's book learning and
0: life living are two different things yeah but, but they're all they all make you equally as, as smart in if a, you're and
1: paying attention ex- absolutely and for a long time because i was not sober i was not paying attention but i'm sober 15 years now good for you congratulations and my life has changed because of that you know and i am so proud of of that fact. Fifteen years is a long That's time. That's a lot
0: of work. Especially if you were going hard. If you were making incredibly bad decisions in Miami, I guess. No, said, no, here, here. Oh, here in Orlando? Got, here also, Orlando. Also I was pretty, a teacher here in Orlando. Yeah. Pretty easy and, to get fucked up. Yeah. But but I was very lucky. Never
1: accident, nothing. I I, I was one of those working people. Yeah, yeah. I managed to work through life. Um I I have to say that the ups and downs in my life, the the further I, I get away from it and I can look at it Analytically, they make sense. I had to reach these heights, then go down to these lows, Uh and
0: then it makes sense, you know. I I, I totally agree with you. Like if if you, and and I know there's exceptions. I mean, there's horrible exceptions. There's cancer and 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 accidents and stuff like that. But within reason, if you take a step back in the morning and go, I'm going to try to have the best morning I can have. Let's see where life will take me. And if you see life taking you someplace dumb, you can always go to the left or to the right and life will take you to a different place. And I, I have this feeling like with 99% of the people who've come in this room and talk to me, it's there's a reason we're talking there. There's a reason, you know, like spirits will, will tend to gravitate towards each other. If we're paying attention. If we're paying attention. Yeah. Which right. which which when I asked you, you know, were you happy with who you are when you decided to become art guy? you know, you said not really and and uh, I, I think it, it was you decided to pay attention to that point you decided this is what's going to work for Boris am I right am I wrong that's yeah. exactly
1: it and, and, and the, the irony of all that is that I have the type what is it it's called that resting face or something my, my regular face is not I'm not smiling. Well, my wife
0: and I just talked about this because I have it occasionally. It's a resting bitch face. Why do you want to say that? Yeah, why we can say it. I'll say it. You're not allowed. Resting bastard okay, face. Okay, let's, let's yeah, go with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have it, and and it. You, you have a beautiful full head of hair. I, uh, I. I well, not really. Oh, come not, on, you have a better head of hair than I. Yeah. Okay, I, that I'll give you. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I have. I, I shave my head because it's the only thing I can do that's fashionable, and. I, rosy and then uh uh, people tend to think that maybe i'm a scary skinhead guy so i have to explain oh i
1: love everybody it's cool let's let's talk about this this is an interesting subject okay i'm i'm losing my hair and uh visually because when i look in the mirror i can't see the back i really you got a spot back there uh, yes i do and i talk about it very openly. yeah you know and my older photographers they know never to take pictures of the back uh, and I have a, f- a photographer. He's a great photographer, Jason Frantzik. He was really one of the main people behind Artborne Magazine. I don't know if you knew Artborne Magazine. I know, I know
0: Matt Duke very, very, very well. Very well. well.
1: So I love me some Matt Duke. The, I, me too. He's a great guy. So Jason has always been trying to get me to show the bald spot, uh, and the wrinkles and all that. But I
0: want to ask you. Okay, hit me. It is difficult to lose the hair, is it? it, it, it uh, uh, if... I made that noise again. If I had a full head of hair, I would be a very powerful businessman. I, I would be, or I would be an artist. Somehow, I would have found my way into the art world, other than this little podcasting thing that I'm doing. I, I, uh, I think, just well, the death of my father, the death of my my dogs losing my hair that, that that's that's the horrible things that have happened in my life which which makes me sound very very self-centered like i'm very fortunate that i haven't had a lot of horrible things happen in my life which is really really good um i, I think i think hair is the yardstick by which a lot of people are, are measured and i'm fortunate that i, I am able to pull off a, a mildly attractive bald look and that's only because i've been told this works for me. If I had a choice, if there was a pill I could take and my dick still worked and I, I, and I oh, didn't, didn't like want to punch holes in the wall, I would take a pill tomorrow.
1: No, I admire honesty because, I, you know, people tell me, oh, you can't tell. And the ones who are honest and say, well, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It absolutely matters. It's your head. <laughs> and, and it's a slow death because yeah. people like Jason are getting me to just get over it. You know, it was like when I was gay. Well I, well, I am gay, but when I was still in the closet about it. And I, the people that surrounded me, they knew it, yeah, yeah. but they allowed me to come out when I was ready to, you know. And good for them. Thank God. Because it's your decision, you know. It is. And maybe, and I came out late, 27. But, I mean, nowadays people come out at 12 and 13. But I bet you if they lost their hair,
0: they'd be traumatized too, Absolutely. It it hurts. It's scary. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, and, and... um, I have, I, mean, I, I can't see the back of your head you, you look like you're, you have a full head of hair to me when I, and I'm only seeing thank you from you. the front and that's so. the illusion I'm trying to keep going so yes thank okay you. so but when it hits that point will you shave your head because I think you could pull oh it God. off Absol-
1: every time I get my hair cut I ask the lady is this the time is this the time and she's like nope
0: nope still good I did uh, no shave November which I do so I always have this horrible porn star mustache <laughs> and part of the, in the back of my head I always go maybe I'll just let my hair grow and see what happens in a month and then I I was maybe I would be that that horrible guy with the ponytail and I thought that'd be kind of fun like the the balding guy with the ponytail but it's fortunately fortunately I have a wife who brings me in for my dumb ideas Uh, top three books you strike me as a reader I think you said you're a reader top three books that you've read quick go no pressure well, don't make it go quick. Um, I've obviously
1: the I've read unintended consequences. I think someone I,
0: else has said that. Oh no, that's the book that the, that's,
1: the that's book that book. someone else's. You the sequel, which okay. is retrograde, uh, which I am into with with lump again, where well. a recurring set of characters in these best selling books, which will be a movie. And I will tell you, My Guilty Pleasure, which is also my favorite book of all time, not many people have read it. It's called The Fan by Bob Randall. It was turned into a really bad movie in the 80s, but it is a book, an episcopal, it's called an episcopal, it's written, it's just letters back and forth, and there's a, uh, what is the term for it? But anyway, I, I, that is one of my favorite
0: books of all time. I think we discussed you kind of like horrible films that might not be, Society deems as horrible, but you find a redeeming quality in them. Well, you do too, apparently. I, so. I, 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 if you listen to the podcast, you know my obsession with *Planet of the Apes*, which I will say is one of the best films ever. Oh, made. I, I love it. The which or- one? The the,
1: the remake? The,
0: no, no, the remakes are terrible. Well, the the. the, the the um, uh, Tim Burton remake was terrible. Yeah. There were, the new ones are, are pretty good. No, but the first film is incredible. Yeah, yeah the, the I, uh, political statement. Absolutely.
1: And, and now it makes so much more sense A-abs- than back then. You absolutely.
0: Know? Even back then, it probably made sense. But uh, oh, no, it did. But yeah. it was. It was. It was still uncomfortable to be
1: talked about, but you all knew what you were witnessing. But now you look at that that film and you realize. See, that's why I love the '60s. The '60s, even at the end of it, they had the best films. They, they couldn't really let it all out, so they had to be really brilliant
0: about how to give their message. I bet you the parties were good. I bet you the parties in the oh, '60s you know were it. really cool. Uh, top three films, uh, films, movies. Um. There are no wrong answers.
1: No, I actually wasn't ready for that. Uh, I, I like... Um, we'll have to come back to that, if you don't mind.
0: All right, we, we can do that. Okay, the, please. All right, and you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions, young man. <laughs> okay. Um, this is your chance to ask the first of the three questions.
1: All right, so the first question is, um, because I've lived in Nicaragua and because uh, feeding the poor and, and, and children has always been an issue on my mind. There are various ego-based groups, some of which are non-profit, that are competing to feed the children. You know them by name, we're not going to mention any. What do you think is the best way to unite these efforts into something that literally works?
0: <laughs> um.
1: Okay, we'll come about, back to that, too. Thank
0: no, you. let me think about that. That's a good one. You, uh, you stumped me, so this is the point where I stretch my answers out a little bit. I, I think it goes back. We were talking about the Internet earlier. Mm-hmm. I think the Internet is obviously the new television. Absolutely. And it, Sally Fields from uh, All the Family was was talking about feeding the poor mm-hmm. and, you, you know, your 10 cents a day can can feed a family of 19 back in the, the late 70s, early 80s. And I don't know what happened to her. I mean, she's probably pretty old. Um, but I think if we started doing what Sally Fields was doing in the 70s and early 80s, but on a, a Facebook or an Instagram, whatever the kids are using, I'm, I'm, I, I think they're still on Facebook. Uh, if Not we, the kids. Yeah, <laughs> Not what, the kids. <laughs> what, are, what are the kids doing? I don't, I don't know. But if, but if we splash that across social media in itself, even, you know, you know, I think that would that would help at least and and make a difference. You know, obviously, I'm trying to pick my words, fuck my words. Um, obviously, we're living in a weird time. You know, and, and right now we're not so con- well. The powers to be are not so concerned with taking care of poor people and taking care of people who don't have food. So I, I think, as people like myself, like who have. A, a chance to say something that someone's gonna take take responsibility, you know, in yourself on, on your social media or or go out and, and donate or, or don't like uh, um, volunteer. That that's it, and that's something that that come, came later in my life was volunteering. And I'm not saying I do it as much as I should, but I do it probably more than most people do it, and and that feels good. And and it's it's horrible, it's gross. You go in gross places, but when you leave, you feel like you've done something. <laughs> Is that terrible that they say you go in gross places? <laughs>
1: well, it's not politically correct.
0: But but, but, but I'm not politically continue. correct. But 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 like I said you you go in places that make you feel uncomfortable. Yes. That make you feel like but in the end okay. when someone runs up and hugs you and says thank you. Yes. Of it, course. It, it it's something that's going to stick in your brain for the rest of your life and going to make you want to jump back into an uncomfortable situation. And if we all decide to get a little uncomfortable, we're going to help people and those people are going to remember it and and go help more people. Well, I think it's, you know, one of the solutions is 3%
1: of the military budget would feed everybody. Well, that's in the ab- world. That's,
0: the, that, that's the that's the right one.
1: And <laughs> I, and, I, and what what I've never really understood is why why all these groups can't just unite as one and, and and have a detailed written out plan how to feed all the countries and teach them how to farm and teach them how to fish. And you know, it's it's just we're always collecting things and giving it to them, and they're not really learning anything except that they're becoming dependent on us. You know, I mean, it doesn't make sense.
0: Oh, that's, that's, um, I don't, I don't know. I think I, 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 I'm going to go with volunteerism. Is that a word, volunteerism? Is that, it's if you throw an ism at the end of something, does that make it an action? I, I was
1: a teacher, and the answer is I don't know. <laughs>
0: okay, so we're going to go with volunteerism. I'm going to ask you some questions. Sure. Are you ready? Yeah uh I, I wrote these like last night or my power of my uh my my uh oh goodness gracious my research team wrote these last night do you believe you have the power to change what you dream if so how do you control it
1: i don't know i mean i i am very lucky that i remember a lot of my dreams because I get up two or three times a night to go to the bathroom, and one of the ways that I go back to sleep is to remember my last dream. Okay, And
0: you need to have your prostate looked at also.
1: <laughs> no, two or three is not that bad, considering I <laughs> know people who do it five or six. Okay, but, good, yeah, good. Uh, no, I'm, I actually like that, because I do remember a lot of my dreams in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a journal? I, i actually did for a while now i do journal i have journaled for the last uh 14 years oh goodness gracious, every that's fun. single day i journal uh, but as far as the dreams i did i did keep a dream journal i was in therapy for a while and that was one of my assignments but no i don't but i for example i remember a little bit of what i dreamed this morning and i was with my dog and we were walking and uh and I, I, it wasn't scary, but it was a dark forest. And I wonder if Carmen McGuinness, the psychologist, would probably say that it was preparing me for here because <laughs> I was so, wandering through so so an easy, area yeah. I didn't
0: know, and it was a little scary, and there was a dog there right here so she's the hardest thing you have to do all day ah. I, I can guarantee you. and she's late she's literally sleeping there but you know what I just thought about that, Th- that that's interesting and that there's a dog here and you, who knows maybe there is a you said of... you listen to the podcast so yeah. probably you even in the back of your head you realize there was a dog here yeah. so I, uh, I like the idea of dreams and I, I I occasionally am able to control my dreams oh you can yeah a little How? bit like when I, I don't know when I know I'm dreaming you ever have that right on the border of waking up? Okay, and... this is fascinating. I've, I've
1: I've, experienced that that feeling of knowing that I'm dreaming, but I always wake up immediately after. I've never had the moment where I can look at everything and, and remember it clearly. The moment I know I'm dreaming, I wake up.
0: Usually that happens, but I, I and then I'll try to jump back in the dream but I've never been able to jump back into the dream. I've never been able to do that, no. Question number two, and this Mm -hmm. one's a little more serious. If assisted suicide were legal, legal, how would it affect the insurance industry today? You see, you thought I was going assisted suicide, but then I went this way. I don't know, because in
1: Europe, It is legal, you know, I mean, like, not in in those terms, but if if you're in the hospital and you want to go, that's your choice, you know. And And it should be. And it should be. I I mean, I, I don't believe in you have to stick around Suffering in tremendous pain just to make your relatives feel comfortable, and to make about money for the insurance companies, and to make money for the
0: insurance companies. So we just answered the question. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, I have a question for you. Wait, wait, well, not yet. Oh, sorry. I give the power and I take it back. We talked oh, about this right before we started God. the podcast. God. <laughs> um, question number three for you. Sure. Do people choose to be offended? Yes. You think so? Yes, I, I do. Think, I think so also. I do.
1: I choose all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean. It, of the time I think sometimes there's absolutely disgust or anybody who listens knows that I'm not a fan of my current president and I don't follow him on Twitter but I will go look at what dumb fucked up shit he says on Twitter every morning because apparently he gets up in the morning takes a shit and writes on Twitter and I am 98% of the time offended by something that he wrote and I guess I'm choosing to be offended because I don't have to look at his stupid Twitter and his stupid train of thought while he's taking a poop. Uh, so I guess I'm choosing to be offended, but most of the time it's offensive. Am I correct? I don't. I, I,
1: well, I am actually looking for the original question that my
0: college professor wrote about <laughs> Trump because I kind of toned it down. <laughs> no, going back, you 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 can ask me that. I'm asking your question now. Um. You're cheating. You're not supposed to use your computer when I'm talking. Cool. Go, go, go! Ask go, quick. me again. Ask me. Again. Um, do you do you uh, do people choose to be offended? Yes, yes, absolutely. I choose to be offended all the time. Are you offended now? No,
1: no. So okay. here's here's how I, that works in I my mind. Be. When I was younger, I would say the craziest things that came out of my mouth. I was known for, I mean, like a clown, you know. I think somebody who who couldn't quite fit in. I wasn't the good-looking one. I wasn't the jock. I so I was the outrageous one, I, the the, I'm the I'm one that, of that said also. anything. So I that was kind of like my thing, and that and the guy who drank a lot, you know. So uh, and sometimes they went together beautifully. You I, know? Absolutely. But now, the type of behavior, maybe because it reminds me of the old me, is a little offensive to me, you know? And and, and and I think it's part of becoming old and fuddy-duddy-ish, you know? You're I don't like, you're duddyish. ish oh, I'm certainly more than I was a while ago. What time do you go to bed? Actually, 1 a.m. every night. Good for you. Yeah,
0: I went to bed at like 9.30 last night, and it's so not me, because I'm the guy who was excuse me I'm the guy who was up till three o'clock in the morning every day you know and but I I've, it's only in the last couple of years that actually contrary to what you see right here that I just had two beers in the last 20 minutes uh, I don't drink as much as I used to so I found that if I don't drink I sleep better so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know it's just, <laughs> it took me 50 years to figure this out or when did I start drinking 12 so it took me 38 years to figure this out um, and I, I, I go to bed and I'm like, I like being in bed. I like sleeping. I like not waking up every five minutes and, and I, I like not feeling like shit in the morning. That's that's a new and but novel. You, but you keep doing it over and over. Yeah, that's I, the, you that's not a lot of or Me, this is my podcast. I, I, I'm sponsored by Scott. I uh, um, No, I, uh, I, I... Which I would drink if I wasn't. In no, comfort, I, 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 I know. It, and um, it, it's it, I think it goes with the growing up. I think it goes... With the, where were we? we? We're talking about being offended and somehow it got mm-hmm. into being older. Um, your second question. Now you bring out your second question. Now I'm giving you the full question that Dr. Paula Buck wrote. Okay, great. I kind of toned You're it the down. first person who had a professionals write questions for me I'm mildly frightened. Has Dr. Paula, what, buck? what? Dr. Buck. Paula Buck, yeah. Okay, I thought you said but. I thought that was funny. It's Buck. Buck. T- buck. Dr. Buck. Paula Buck wrote this question. Yes.
1: Yes. Donald Trump has become an international danger. Oh, yes. What is the best way to neutralize his menace?
0: I think it goes back to, I mean, it's it's what is available to us right now, and it goes back to the, what I talked about in the last question you said, social media. I mean, it's the thing that everybody's talking about. And it's such a bad thing, but unfortunately, it's we need it now. And if... What, how many women have have, uh, have sexual allegations uh, against him? 28? 14. I thought it was, four, I thought it was 28. Yeah, yeah. 14, is I think, is correct. If we keep reminding people that the person who is the president of the United States of America it currently has 14 women accusing him of wrongdoing at best, I, I think that will wake some people up. I, I and it's it's it, you have to be in your face. And in the '60s, when we were born, people went out and protested. You know, people went out and hit the streets, and that's it took a while, but that's how we ended a war, and that's that's how we you know we did things. But now people are staring at their computer, and if if you can share a link, and and I'm sure 99.9 percent of the links that are shared. Aren't looked at, especially by people who don't agree with what you're. But if enough people plaster that on your, uh, it's going to get the message across. And and I, 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 it's it's one of those things where I, I'm not the smartest guy in the world at all. I, I never ever. You tried. know, I read about that. People who say that believe they are. No, but no, I'm very aware of of who I am, and and I know there are people smarter than me but I know if I see something enough, I might believe it or at least go, maybe I should look into this a little bit more. So let me tell you why
1: I had her write the questions. (laughs) because I have made it a point to never become political, uh, talk about religion, uh, and I try to stay uh, away from gender and sexual discussions in the gallery as much as possible. That was how I was as a teacher, which is how you should be. And in the gallery, I do not want to offend any potential customers it's very hard to me art is for everyone art is the band-aid that brings the republicans and the democrats together the straight and the gay you know the drunk and the sober Um, i'm always really and i don't know how you feel about this when you have somebody that you admire whether it's an actor or a writer a musician and they tell you how they really feel about something <laughs> and something dies a little because bit, yeah. you know no not a little bit a yeah. lot something dies or it becomes cracked and i'm very aware of that so it's not that it's a secret i'm obviously a democrat and i'm i'm, I'm very liberal but i don't engage in in that type of conversation for the sake of my baby, and my baby is the gallery, and I'm the type of parent that I want to make sure that my baby, the gallery, succeeds
0: always, always. I think maybe that's because you decided what you wanted to be when you grew up at a later stage in life. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and and uh, now, I mean, as far as the podcast goes, I'm inviting people to come in and, and have a conversation. Right. And and I, I, i I'll, You just said that people who say they're not that smart think they're that smart i swear to god i don't think i mean I, i'm smarter than your average person but i'm not as smart as wait a minute let me finish i'm not as smart as 98 percent of the people who sit across from me and i believe that and that's why i have people come in there there's a reason i i have people come talk to me is because i feel like i could learn something from everybody and i guess is it is that smart yes i think so Every time like that I talk to somebody for an hour and a half, I'm gonna take something away from it, and I'm gonna gain some knowledge. Is that Listen, good?
1: I'm a pretty fucking smart guy. I know and, you are. And I know when I'm sitting next to somebody or in front of somebody, that is not. That is not the feeling I'm getting with you. You're matching me step by step, you're asking great questions, and the oh, feeling oh, I got God. right away from the beginning is, okay, good because that has, I mean, I've been interviewed many times at this point, and I've been interviewed by people who had no clue about the subject, art. You know, there's a whole other career of mine. I, I was a teacher, and I worked with Coco, the signing gorilla in California. That's very cool. And that was my first wave of publicity, and that's the first time I realized, okay, so the media is not prepared, they don't know what they're talking about, and they quoted me on things they should not have quoted me on, and that was my first disappointing experience. So this career that started at 47, I was prepared. I'm sober. I am hyper alert to what's
0: coming out of my mouth. You're laser focused, and I'm just Thank throwing you. shit at the walls. Like, I'm just, oh that's, that's all I do. That's, that's what I, this is the closest to making punk rock as I've ever come. <laughs> and that's, that's all I really wanted to do. You know, three chords of the Thank truth. You. So, um, making that noise for a little while until I figure out where we are. Uh, we'll be back in a second orlando meats orlando's family-owned whole animal butcher shop and restaurant born out of a deep appreciation for quality food their butcher shop is a nose to tail operation where they carry everything from popular steak cuts to fat bones organ meat and pretty much anything else that you can imagine and over in the restaurant they are doing it right they produce everything from scratch using local seasonal ingredients and pasture-raised meats from the butcher. Don't forget, Tuesdays are days. that's barbecue on Tuesdays, and they now offer delivery. Go to their online site, fill out the form, and bam, it is delivered right to you within three miles of their shop, located at 728 Virginia Drive, Orlando Meats. Please tell them that you heard about them on scotch and good conversation. Question number four for you. And this is kind of art-related, I think. And I I saw it, or my research monkey saw it, and we said, Boris will dig this, because it it has something in it that I think is artistic And Mm -hmm. when you look at it, but you never think about it this way. Why do people hate Comic Sans? Is that what I'm saying right? The the font, Comic Sans? Oh, I... I don't even know what you're talking about to be quite honest. Okay. <laughs> apparently people hate Comic Sans, so that 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 does uh, Do you ever <laughs> We've that out. Apparently I'm not that smart. Okay. okay. No, no, no. That that's people look up Comic Sans. Like when you get not right now you uh, can't use the computer, oh. but when you get a chance look up Comic Sans and okay. apparently people hate it. And for a long time it was my favorite font and now I don't use it because people hate it. It, it makes Wait, me a little so sad. You,
1: you've been influenced?
0: I have absolutely been influenced. Interesting. Yeah. You I, have
1: chosen to be offended.
0: Uh, no, I, I wasn't offended. I love, I, I'm offended by the people who hate Comic Sans. But science. you changed. Comic Sans makes me happy. I don't I don't know why, at least I admit it. It makes me happy in the same way that uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter makes me happy. Oh, yeah. I like that show. I love <laughs> Jerry Springer. I, uh, people can't believe that
1: I admit it. But it makes so much sense to me. Because Jerry Springer
0: was so ahead of the curve. Everything's Jerry Springer now. Absolutely, yeah. He's talking about being offended. Yeah. He, he realized that that being offended was a way to make money.
1: You know, the first gay wedding that I saw on television was on Jerry Springer. People forget how ahead of the curve he was. Of course, both <laughs> both the groom, quote-unquote, and the wife were wearing a dress. But still, it was the first gay wedding I'd ever
0: witnessed I'm that. 98% sure that I'm right on this. Jerry Springer did one of his shows from the gymnasium that I had my prom at, and it was called A Clan Christmas from Port St. Lucie. I wanted to say cool, but not after that. (laughs) No, no, no. There's nothing cool about that. And and, uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, because it made me happy uh, that I could go back and visit the place that I I was kind of miserable, but sort of ha- like happy in my high school. Like if, nobody really loves high school, but I had a pretty good time. It was nice to go back and at least drive by and say, "Yeah, I had memories there." Um, it got Have four- you gone to a reunion? I I've, I've been to two reunions and I will never go to another one. Why? Um, I'm. This is just me, and this makes me sound like a horrible person. I don't need to go back. The people that I talk to, I talk to now. And I have a I, this sounds so big headed. I have a podcast if someone wants to find out what's going on in my life, they can listen to my podcast or start their own and I'll listen to theirs <laughs> um, but but uh, I, I I talk to the people I want to talk to. I talk to my friends and I don't need to make friends with people who I didn't wasn't friends with to begin with. Is that bad? I, I'm sure it is, but it, it just it seems like a waste of my time and, and the, the my reunion was a waste of time. I, I just kind of... like You're going over there to go... See, I'm I, better I needed than you. To I to go to my yeah. reunion
1: for healing. Yeah. And I think everybody needs to go to kind of see how much they've grown from being that person to who they are now. Yes, sometimes you're not... You don't have a great job. You don't have a good car. You're in the process of getting divorced. You know, your kids hate you.
0: But That's you're terrible.
1: going... <laughs> To, to to either recapture your, your glory, because sometimes people have their glory in high school, Absolutely. and then it goes away. no yeah. I didn't have it in high school. And See, I came back successful, but I came back very scared to the reunion. And it ended up being, even though it wasn't easy, it was so rewarding. I, I, th-
0: I think it's, it's nice, because I like that story that you left with a bad feeling, but it, ultimately you got a good feeling out of it. Absolutely. See, I, I went in feeling much cooler than I was in high school and I left feeling still way cooler, but kind of, this is such a bad thing for me, but I won't cut any of this out, feeling sad for the people who went to the reunion. Is that bad? Am I I, I a terrible person? Because they were still in the town they grew up in doing the same fucking shit that they, they were doing 20 years ago. So what I've learned from Carmen is that it's almost
1: like you're looking at them and saying, I feel sorry for you because Probably you're not as successful as I am. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: maybe it's not successful. I think it's just
1: happy. Well, happy
0: is successful. Trust me. There I, isn't I, such thing as happy. I, 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 I don't guess. believe in happy. You know, and, and it just makes, I think that makes the thing that makes me sad. This is good. This, this is what I wanted. Thank you. Because um, <laughs> I, I, I'm defending myself. I... I I, it makes me sad that these people haven't, and a lot of them have, and some people who live in the town I grew up in are, are wildly successful and happy there and making art and doing beautiful things, but the bulk of them have never left the town I grew up in and looked down on things that are foreign and weird and, and different, and it just made me sad that, that they can't get out of their own head or get out of the five-mile radius that we all lived in to, to see beyond that
1: those people define us we need those people to let us know how lucky we are I don't need them
0: I do I'm very happy with with myself
1: <laughs> well you definitely need me to help you define yourself I can tell you that right now
0: no I I um I I went to my first two reunions I don't need to go any anymore was that I, the question what was the question I'm choosing to go back to a reunion I don't know if it's the no next you should one. go because I, I think it's it's it was a different... I think we had different high school experiences. I, I was yeah. mildly popular. But, but that being said, I wasn't the kind of guy who would bully you. Mm-hmm. I was the kind of guy who would hang out with you. and we, Would you I be a, the
1: kind of guy who would defend me? I, I think so. See, I've heard that from a lot of people, yeah. but I don't think they would. But have.
0: I, I think I, I think I would. Do you think I would? Do you think I? I mean, I, nobody did. Yeah, well, nobody ever did. I, nobody. I know, and I, there were,
1: but I don't know how many people were, were at Park High, but thousands, I'm sure. You, they, you said they, it. I've heard I, so, I was so many say people. Where you went to high school. <laughs> so many people said, "Oh, I would have." I'm like, "Where were you?" It was obvious what was being done to me. No one did. I'm know, sorry. So. No, it's a so listen, it made no, me who I am today. Well, you know? but,
0: but, and, and, I mean, that's cool. Like, I mean, I, I like the I fact. don't know if I would have
1: defended someone. Because, remember, I wasn't the only one being bullied. There were others. I sure as hell didn't get in that way
0: because I didn't want to get my ass beaten. So, no, I looked the other way. I, I totally get that. Now, I, I, honestly, I think I might have. Because I really hung out with a cross-section of people. Mm. You know, I, I, again, I mean, I... I wasn't a jock, I hung out with some of the jocks. I hung out in the drama club. I dated the third smartest girl in high school and I was the two hundred. How do you rate that the third smartest? Well, but, but like by like class rankings. Oh. And I was 289th in the class of, of oh, like oh, 500. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You know, so I was all over the place. Oh. Um and I, I I don't know. I'd like to think if someone was beating you up in the hallway, I would have stepped in, but I, I can't say that. But I, I'd like to yeah. think I—I'd I, like to think I was.
1: I think that's a sentiment that comes with growing up and not being afraid of losing your position. You actually had a position in high school. You could have lost that by stepping in and doing the right thing. See, only in movies is that like an easy thing to do. Okay. In real life, not so easy.
0: You know, you don't want to jeopardize. You know. I I I. I... I'm, do you I'm, see that though? No, t- I totally do, and, yeah. and, and it's neither here nor there because we yeah. can't go back in time, unfortunately. And, and, and it's it's uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I mean, because uh, your body language tells me <laughs> that, that you think I wouldn't. But uh, but uh, I it, that being said, actually, this would. Yeah, I, I know. I we we'll, both. We'll I've learned like from
1: Carmen by doing this. Yeah. I'm allowing myself to
0: open up to you. Good. You know? I I'd like to think I would because because I mean I I back in the day I kind of was borderline on on, in the punk rock scene and we were fairly acceptable to pretty much everybody you know and especially growing up in the redneck town that I was in but you know what I just realized hit me a lot of the women knew what was
1: going on a lot of the friends females that i had mm-hmm. and they didn't step in either oh. you know so it's 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 not just guys it's like you you don't want to mess up your
0: position because well, you're young and, and it, it's you're hard young. and like yeah. i said
1: i didn't step in either i didn't want to lose whatever little bit of power i had you know i mean you those are things that are very easy to sit back 30 years later and say i would have done this and i would have i didn't and I was living it. What I do think changes is like the guy who apologized to my friend. Good Lael. for him. That guy is a hero. Yeah. Because of all the other idiots, they, they were nice to me. But that guy went up to Lael who and he thought she was my wife, and he apologized. He didn't have the courage to do it to me, but he did it to her, and I, that
0: was good enough. And I don't want to ruin this, and I'm sure you've thought about this. Do you think he came up and apologized because he thought you were a straight guy? and he, he was beating up on you because he probably thought you were a homosexual guy? No, or? no, I, I was being beaten up because I had the
1: name Boris and I didn't speak English and I had terrible acne and, I, you know, all that. I I was not out in high school okay. and I tried very hard not to Do be. Do you I think mean,
0: people maybe knew you were a closeted homosexual man like in high school or... You know, in or, or high a, school, a myriad, a myriad well, of the things? In high school, I wasn't a man. In high school,
1: I was a boy. I okay. literally was a boy. Uh you know I don't know about high school I think in college yes and certainly until I was did you, did you date
0: like in high school or did you you just kind of just hung out I tried out. I tried Yeah yeah like girls yes of course Okay yeah. so you you were you were closeted
1: yes, So of so course.
0: he I mean of course yes. I, I'm, I'm guessing yes. that this this dude wasn't happy with himself and, and was beaten up so I, I don't think I was being bullied for being gay I think I was being bullied for
1: being awkward and weird we- and strange than, than, and a foreigner yeah. maybe and having
0: a weird name you know? is this bad I don't want to make you uncomfortable I'm sorry no this yeah. is really good okay, I good. mean I,
1: I, you know I, I wanted to come here because I've been interviewed plenty I've never had this type of interview forum where I could talk about the things that have changed me. And these are all things that have happened to me that have made me the man I am today.
0: I am very proud of who I am. You should be. You're pretty awesome, dude. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I like you. Um, I don't even know how we got into that. That that, that was the biggest tangent I've ever gone on in my entire life. Uh, um, And I threw down my notes. Uh, We were on gonna cut all this out i think i threw down that
1: i can i ask you my third question uh, uh maybe hold on okay. a second right.
0: <laughs> that really was a, a tangent it totally threw me off good for you i did see that's what i wanted that's, that's that what that I, was
1: raw I, that no, you know no
0: that that's uh that's uh I think uh, you asked me your third question, or was that, yes. was that your second question? That was my second question. Okay, hold on one second. got to find my notes. Uh, I've asked you question. about
1: Trump and the nonprofit for children.
0: Okay, the, oh, after your second question, we do a uh, word from my sponsor. Okay. You know what we were talking about that got into that entire thing? was how much people hate comic sans and you're not even familiar with it i don't even know what that is i know well look it up uh now i ask you two more questions than you ask me your third question um (laughs) this this is actually going to make total sense Uh, sometimes life makes you write your questions without even having talked to somebody has social media enhanced or hindered your communications with other people this is question number five completely enhanced because i mean before i worked at the gallery
1: you know i had i think 78 friends on social media now i have over 4,000. Wow! and it is social like my facebook page is really about the gallery so i have two facebook pages one for the gallery and one for me but my facebook page is as the curator of the gallery and so if you follow me, you see me talking to artists, discussing art, talking to Carmen McGuinness, talking to Marla. Uh, it has completely changed my approach on how I communicate. And now this podcasting thing, and uh, I was in a mini documentary that was done by a twice Academy Award nominated documentarian, which I would like to talk a little bit about,
0: is throw it out there dude what, what what
1: i'm always interested in how i come across on facebook how i am perceived because i've told you i try to be very neutral politically and on, on all venues because i want to be that guy that you can come to and talk about art without feeling intimidated you know the artists are not that easy. I've had artists who told me, and this is this is this is true. They have said, "I don't want you to sell my art
0: to Republicans." <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and that was my reaction, by the way. But but, I was but, like, but, Whoa. but kind of it's sort of good for them, I guess, because we were talking about earlier. Where you want to make sure the art goes into the right place. Yes. And so do they. So do you respect their wishes or do you say maybe you should rein this back? Or? I've learned
1: to, to not ask that question to find out how, but I've learned to kind of manipulate the conversation so that gets out of the way before it's too late because this was told to me as the paintings were on the wall.
0: Oh, yeah. And I had
1: it. to talk her out of it and say, well, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense i cannot ask people what's your political affiliation before i sell you this piece of art because sometimes people don't talk about it she's like yeah i guess that makes sense i said I look as art as healing. You want your art to be in Republicans' homes because it will heal. It will make them think. It will make them feel good
0: or feel bad or whatever, but it will make them feel. Or at least, the, I think think was the word that, yeah. that, the, and that, and that's that's the thing that I think art should do. It should make you think. Always. And, and it's always gonna be about how you think in, in, in the back of your head anyway, but if you stand in front of a painting and it makes you feel any kind of emotion, that's what's important, and hopefully, that that's that's what you're doing. But but uh, as far as the artist goes, I mean, did did you follow her rules, or did you talk her out of it?
1: Well, I gently talked her out of it. And <laughs> did she you was, sell the art? Yes, yeah, she sold a lot of art. You know, Good. and um, you know, I just came back from Art Basel, and Miami. you know, yeah, yeah. So it's an international I'm fair hip. with uh, three shows staged annually: one in Hong Kong, one in Basel, Switzerland, and one here. And uh, so they showcase established and not new, but emerging artists. And what I do, I always go there I, for the last five years, even before I was in the business. Uh, now I go and scout for potential artists. And um, it was very interesting this time. I saw a lot of artists that I would have liked to have in the gallery and their lot, all of them, Almost to the one are over 50. Oh, that's cool. Good. It was very interesting to me because usually I believe, and and this might be my own bias, but art should be for the young. But the young people in the art, I wasn't really impressed with. It was the people over 50 that were creating these amazing, fearless, fearless political statements,
0: sexual statements. You know, it was incredible. Are these people who started? At an older age? I hate saying that because we're, we're both know. at an older age. I don't know. No, we're middle age, but I'm in my second act. Yeah, I think we're both uh, in our second
1: act. Yeah. Um, uh, you, yeah. I mean, you know, the interesting thing is I was always the youngest person in the room. Always. Yeah. Yeah now I'm the
0: oldest person. You're the oldest person in this room. In every room. Yeah. lately. <laughs> yeah. Usually, wow. uh, usually I'm the oldest person in the room, but, it, but now it feels good. It's me, right? It feels Cedar good, citizen. right? Yay! <laughs> um, question number six for you. This one's stupid. It's kind of sure. a throwaway. Other than lowercase letter A, think about what that looks like. Is there a single lowercase letter in the English alphabet that qualifies as a word? You really want to ask me that? Oh, you
1: were, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Is is there one? So much for the, you know, honestly, I don't think
0: I even understand that question. Read it again. Other than lowercase a, Mm -hmm. is there a single lowercase letter in the English alphabet that qualifies as a word? I don't know. Okay, see, the answers that I saw, and this is so dumb, that's what we do. We work on the borders of smart and dumb. Um, One of the examples was, the we're right around the holidays. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. It was O, little town of Bethlehem. Okay. But it's a it, but someone wrote that, and then someone pointed out that it's it's a capital O.
1: Oh. Little town of Bethlehem.
0: Oh. Yeah, and also they were somebody brought up the fact that people talk in text talk now. Like if you were saying okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But is that acceptable English now? Are you asking me
1: as a former teacher? (laughs) What did you teach? I taught Spanish. So I taught how to read and write Spanish. But what what ended up happening is because I talk with my hands a Uh lot. Somebody said, why don't you use sign language to teach? So I ended up learning American Sign Language. That's English one of the things I knew
0: about you, I didn't include that.
1: And I ended up teaching Spanish through sign language. So they would learn the sign for house, the word for house in Spanish, which is casa, and then I would make the sign, and I would say, what is this? And they would say house, and then I would say, say it in Spanish, casa. And I got into the newspapers, on TV, and Dr. Francine Patterson in California, Palo Alto, California, who works with Coco the Sign Gorilla, happened to watched something about me, she contacted me, and she wanted me to have my hearing children filmed signing questions to Coco. Very simple. It was oh, like, what is goodness. your favorite color? That was sent back to California on a VHS that should tell you how, how long uh, ago. Uh, it was a little right. while ago. And so Coco had her own TV and VHS player, and every once in a while she would answer because animals don't understand the idea of answering something twice. Especially because gorillas are not the only ones that sign chimpanzees and stuff, so every once in a while she would answer. And so, for the state of Florida, we were the first school to have an interspecies communications exchange. <laughs> we were the nation's third.
0: Okay, that's crazy. So, so good, good for you. Did yeah. you get Coco on my podcast? Is she still around? She's still Coco
1: around? is still around. Can, I, I can probably get you Dr. Francine Patterson. Okay. She's she's world famous. Yeah,
0: I feel like I I, I don't she. Has no time for my nonsense. You barely have time for my nonsense. I
1: love Dr. Francine Patterson. Love her. I Um, love her.
0: Um, you're... Well, there's another commercial right here. Le Femme du fromage, Orlando's Cheese Shop. Artisanal, farmhouse, handmade cheeses, meats, beer, wine, in a very cool, friendly, laid-back environment get a little slice of cheese, get a whole thing of cheese, they will cater, they make the most delicious grilled cheese sandwich in Orlando, and they've got events. So you are looking for a date night, something fun, something romantic, something delicious? La Femme du Fromage has you covered. February 8th at the Quantum Leap Winery, Tonda, the owner of La Femme du Fromage, Lisa, the founder of Orlando Uncork, and Jill, the co-owner of Quantum Leap Winery are pairing together five wines four cheeses and four chocolates tickets are $45 each and they will sell out so go online and order them now or go into La Femme du Fromage and ask about them La Femme du Fromage located in the East and market at 3201 Korean Drive go in and tell them that you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation and your third question please young man uh, so, uh, hold on.
1: Let me. What do you think gender means today?
0: That's an interesting question, and I say this all the time. It's it's interesting to me that when someone says that's an inter- when someone says that's an interesting question, they're just filling in space. I
1: know you're just trying yeah, to come uh, up. I'm with trying an to, i trying to. I'm saying it in the back quickly. of my
0: head and figuring it out. Um, I don't know that it means as much as it used to. I think, and I don't. Sometimes I say that I'm not qualified to answer this question because that's I've, good because most of us aren't, be, I and especially because like I don't have a child, and I, I'm 98.9% sure of my gender. You know, like anybody else. Of course, there's questions this way and that way, but uh, um, I don't. I I think it's more truthful than it ever has been, but less truthful than it will be in the future, and less truthful than it needs to be. I think, obviously, you know, and I, I, again, this goes back to the, I'm going to point out that I'm not as smart as you might think I am. I, aren't we sort of kind of born as both sexes? Am I wrong on this? Genetically, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, um, uh, I, I, I think that's, that's in us and society pushes shit on us. So I think society has kind of eased back on this and people have become smarter and, and said, let the person choose. Look, in the 80s the whisper was, is he gay?
1: Now the whisper is, is he transgender? And it's, it's interesting because that, that shows me that gay people, men and women, are very close to being fully integrated because there's always, there always has to be something that's not so that everybody else knows they're part of the main group. Damn. Eventually, transgender will be integrated and there'll be something else out there. But I right, hope we make it to that point. I think we are, yeah, absolutely. There will always be people who are uncomfortable. Absolutely. And, and and we need those as well, we do, because they help define us. Absolutely. If, if we all believe the same thing, that would be a utopia
0: but I don't know if that's good we've had utopias on this planet and they don't work I mean and eventually I mean I think on a longer enough time scale there will be maybe I'm wrong I mean there won't be gender and there won't be color do you think? There will always be color and there will always
1: be gender because those are things we can see. In other words, I mean, if you see a penis versus a vagina, I mean, it's there. And yeah, yeah. one is black and white. I mean, that's I guess there. I didn't
0: think about it that way. Yeah.
1: However, what I think you're saying is that it's almost like we look at dogs we, we call dogs dogs, dogs. Dog. yeah not a dachshund dog or a poodle dog we yeah. say dogs we look at cats and there are many variations of cats you know yeah. which I didn't know you know I just thought dogs had the different species but yeah we, we look at a cat and we say it's a cat you know I I, 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 I that is one hope but on the other hand I kind of like being defined by some things as being European and gay and in recovery. I mean, it's kind of my coat of armor.
0: It you know? Did something I'm to be proud, proud of it? Absolutely, yes, Absolutely. I, I get that. Yeah. I, I um, I kind of tend to look at things through in a perfect world eyes. Yeah. And I, I was. My next question was: Don't you wish you were going to live long enough to see where society takes gender and color in the next two hundred years? But but I mean it's I guess we kind of have to live in in the now. I have and a great be answer happy, to Be that. happy with the fact that we're making advances.
1: First of all, that's a brilliant question.
0: Okay, thank you. And I, that. I have
1: a a brilliant answer. Okay. <laughs> when I was I young, so. when I was young, I loved to watch science fiction movies. Okay. And I didn't really understand why until I was in a therapy, and the therapist said probably because you assumed in the future. Being gay would be normal. But can you tell me of any science fiction movie all the way to the 90s that featured gay characters?
0: Birdcage. Science fiction movie? Oh, it's science fiction. I'm sorry. Um, You said science fiction. No. Uh, Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Well, I I can give you hours. You won't find any.
1: (laughs) You won't find any.
0: That's interesting. Because in the future, according to
1: the science fiction movies of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, there are no gay people. Gay people
0: have started appearing in science fiction movies in the last 20 years. But don't, don't you think, like, in the 60s and 70s, everybody was asexual? no I'm, maybe I'm just, here in just, this I'm just, country I'm just going with, in, I'm just going with Star Trek that's all I know about that 60s science fiction well, see
1: now one of the
0: Star Trek characters is gay Yeah, yeah. but he wasn't in the 60s I mean the, even like the Sulu right. was a closeted gay
1: man uh, right. and, uh, he the has, guy. and he has said he doesn't like the fact that they've made his character gay yeah yeah and, and because that's more an indication of how people feel about him the person versus him the character And and that's I'm trying to think of I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, that's interesting. I've never really thought about it. Right, and I didn't either. And I just assumed that in the future, it's not going to be a problem to be gay. But what I was being really shown is that in the future, there are no gay people. And that, of course, is not the same anymore. Now, we are everywhere, <laughs> literally.
0: Good. You know, you were everywhere to begin with. It's just like people have become, a, like, and it takes a little while. It takes a while to decide I'm okay with being me. And it, you said 27. You know, and, and it's, it's a bold fucking ballsy move to, to come out and say, I'm okay with being me. I
1: have two of the most incredible loving parents who my mother always knew. They always do. You yeah, know? yeah, And my father knew too. And they were patient with me and they loved me. And when I was ready, I was ready. And, you know, I knew that they would never turn against Absolutely. me. Absolutely. They embraced me and loved me and... I'm very lucky that way. Mom and dad still around? Mom and dad. Oh, yes. Good. I just I, I was with them at Art Basel.
0: That's sweet. Are they down in Miami?
1: Yeah. No, they live here, but we oh. went together to Art Basel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine hanging out with my mom in a regular oh My, my mom
1: is cool and my dad is cool. So we, we, and my sister, my sister
0: died. Will they listen to this? They will. They oh, will. I like your boy immensely.
1: Ah. <laughs> um. I think my father might not be as comfortable with all the things that I'm divulging, but you know... I, I think we live in a society now where some of that information I have shared, none of it should hurt me.
0: Absolutely. I, I, you know, and, and you're a decent dude. You know, I, I, uh, I, I bet you they're really proud of you. I think so, too. Good. All right. Nice. Um, it's seven, seventh question. I'm going to stumble with this one. Anytime there's a whole big group of words, All right. uh, I, I'm going to fuck it up. But uh, it says, uh, this is an email. And if you want to email us with a question or a comment, or I, I haven't gotten many hate emails in a while, so that's kind of funny. Uh, I, odds are I'll read it on the air if it's well written or interesting. So uh, email us at scotsgoodconversation at gmail dot com. This one says Peter and guest. That's you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my honors class for English, which makes me wonder how old this person is. But uh, we've been discussing the different aspects of Romeo and Juliet by, as you all know, Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. We finally come to one of the most common and crucial questions. Was Romeo and Juliet more about love or more about hate? I'm actually struggling a bit with choosing my side on this. Some people say it's both. Others say it's love. Then still others say it's more about hate. So here I am asking the enlightened opinions of the people on Scotch in Good Conversation. Also... (laughs) <laughs> I read that without fucking it up. I'm very impressed with myself. Yeah, yeah thank you, right? I'm not good at reading or, or talking. Also, this has got me thinking about emotions in general. This topic is directly related to another question. So they're throwing two questions in there. Which emotion is stronger, love or hate? Wait a minute, there's a little bit more. And which one of these emotions is seen more today in today's society which one is stronger in today's today's society thanks in advance and they just signed it D so we'll just go with the first question is Romeo and Juliet about love or hate I actually have a
1: brilliant answer
0: as well I would expect nothing less from me Uh,
1: (laughs) it's about insanity you think so because remember the first time you were in love and how crazy you felt. Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's what Romeo and Juliet is. They ended up killing themselves because they were out of their friggin' minds. Uh-huh. You know? To me, it wasn't about good. They just wanted to be with each other. And if you couldn't be with each other, they were going to kill themselves. Because first love is insanity. So, therefore,
0: that is my answer. Let me think about it. Yes, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna uh, D. I think that's their person. They just well, they they did that, and I'm not sure if it's a D. I think it's a smiley face. <laughs> it's like a little like a. But uh, I'm gonna go with D D. Um, while I agree with my friend Boris here, I think it is about insanity because uh, obviously uh, the, the, those kids, those kooky kids, Romeo and Juliet, cookie kids, those yeah. kooky cookie children, uh, they were nutty in love but also there was the politics that went into this <laughs> and, and and the families i mean there, there was a history of, of family hate and, you know and the families bumping in heads which i think plays into it a little bit because i think if the families got along, they they, they, they probably get but, hit me so here's the thing if they were
1: not insane they would have waited it out patiently i guess so. see this is all about quick 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 now 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 can't have you kill myself
0: Okay, so so, but the question is, is it love or hate? So we're going to go stronger with love? To me, it is
1: about the insanity of being young and not being fully cooked and not knowing that there are other options. Uh, But if you're going to really... I don't even see where hate fits in. I mean, if I have to choose one of those two, obviously it's more about love than anything else, but it's about crazy love, crazy love. Don't you miss crazy love? You know, I was in love once. It was... It was very painful. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Now I enter relationships as an adult. Yeah. And I get to know them in the process. Not, oh, my God, I love you. It's it's, it's different now. But, but
0: is it? I mean, it's, it's and I, I love my wife. I'll say it a thousand times. She tells me not to say it on the podcast. I love my he wife. He loves you. I, I love my wife. And and uh, this morning, she got we got to sleep till eight o'clock, which is very rare for us on a weekday and I did not want her to leave and it was one of those where I I went I I was thinking to myself God I love this person and you know I I wish we didn't have to get up I wish this was Saturday or Sunday but it's been a while since I've had that new relationship love is it still the same at, at uh, what do you, you say, you're 52? You're okay with saying mm-hmm. that, right? Is it still the same? Do you still feel tingles? And...
1: Yes, because now those new loves are new friendships.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. And because you're looking at it through a different set of eyes. Yeah. I mean, like
1: my relationship with you is kind of a new love affair. You know, it's very exciting. I love you, too. We're getting along fantastic here. know, right? right? Hey, so that is the best way to to, to answer that.
0: You let's know? not kill ourselves at the end of this, though. Yeah, right. Okay, it's good. Not about insanity. <laughs> it's a little about insanity. Uh, so, Dee, thank you for writing in. That was probably the uh, uh, most uh, literal question, as far as. Yeah, I, I dig it. Thank you. If you want to be involved in the show, give us an email or call us. But give us an email. I read them better. It's scotchgoodconversation at gmail.com. Your last and final question, I know you're very well pre- prepared for this. Who do you know that I don't know who brings something to our little community here? Pick, oh a, pick a, cu- a couple of the dozens that, that I think I saw on your list. Okay. Well, let me, let me give you all of them. Okay. Um, I mean, because I... I
1: have a lot of people. For example, I don't know if you know Patrick and Holly Kahn. They're curators at Snap. Um, Interesting. I
0: know Snap, so that's yes. cool. Okay.
1: Uh, Andrew
0: Spear. I, a... I, I, I'm, I'm very fond of his work. Well, there you go. Yeah.
1: Benoit Glazer, who is the owner of of Timuqua Arts Foundation. He was the director of Lanuba. Oh my God, this guy is incredibly fascinating. Patty Sheehan, the first openly gay commissioner. City okay, commissioner. yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Oh my God. Melissa Fox. Okay. Um, in my building, uh, well, in the building that the gallery is, there's this gentleman called Mark Hazelwood, whose father is Lee Hazelwood, who wrote these boots are made for walking. That's very cool. This guy, Lee Hazelwood, was a singer. I, I, obviously, this was forty years ago. Yeah, yeah. He made movies. He 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 partnered with Nancy Sinatra. But this it's guy. a Nancy if Sinatra. If you time. want dirty, and I mean dirty Hollywood stories, and this guy is not afraid to name names, this is the guy for you. Uh, Dr. Carmen McGinnis, the psychologist and author. I mean, if you want, she will start analyzing so just you judge the, the dogs, shit out of me. This 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 will be fascinating. <laughs> That's what I need. Yeah. Uh, Chris M. Gray is uh, a new artist that I have met, but this guy designs and builds roller coasters at the same time, as well as and this, this guy's fascinating. Uh, Sarah Downs, she is one of my my mom's friends that has become a friend of mine, and she is an adult cartoonist. She was an adult cartoonist. She had a feature in Playboy called Betsy's Buddies, and she worked with Harvey Kurtz, the creator of Mad Magazine. Okay, cool. And they worked yeah, with yeah. several cartoons. Uh, she has stories for you, so I all of those people and not all of them have been interviewed by me so I'm giving you some well, new here I'll take your cast offs I, sure I'll, I'll they're not there. cast offs at all <laughs>
0: no, oh. no, I mean that like if if they haven't been in years I'll, or they have and I'll take seconds and, they all you, sound fascinating do you know a band called We The Kings I, I know the name yes sir Danny Duncan the drummer yeah. he also lives
1: in our building just had a baby super fantastic guy yeah
0: well, thank you very um, much. I well, did, was is I there talk, more? Okay, I want to got, talk
1: a little bit about Daniel Shimovitz, the the, the guy that dresses me. Yeah, yeah you said that you came in and you look sharp as a tack man. So um, a year ago, actually it was on December 4th last year at Art Basel, I met him and he changed my life because he just looked at me and he said, you need to wear my jacket. And I said, sure. And I have been wearing his couture, which means one of a kind. I didn't know what that meant either, by the way. One of a kind. And I have for the last year, and the people who are really honest with me have said, why do you wear his stuff so much? Why do you give him so much credit? So he finally had a show here uh, earlier this month, and it was wildly successful, cool. and anybody who doubted me or him <laughs> has shut up because <laughs> we sold so much art and so much clothing, and I. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Orlando. I think I'm the only art gallery that premiered a designer's complete collection at our gallery. And next year, he's going to be honored by the Jewish... uh, The the Jewish Museum in, in in Miami, FIU I believe, and they're gonna do a retrospective of his career. Really cool. So what he's gonna do is, he's gonna try every year from now on to debut his collection for the next year at my gallery. Cool. And I want that to be a huge event. Well, you know, I, and I want you to help me with that.
0: I, I, will, I will promote the shade out of it. I, I, I dig it, the, the, the jacket you have sitting over there on our lovely new blue couch is the sharpest, sharpest help. You, I, you said, I, I said when you pulled up, I was like, you always dress really cool. You, life is too short to wear boring clothing. <sighs>
1: yes, it's yeah. true.
0: I've learned that from Daniel. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, remind the kids uh, what you do and uh, where they can get a hold of you.
1: I am a curator at Art Gallery at Mills Park. We have changed the name to Mills Gallery. It's at 1650 North Mills. Uh, you can reach me at 407. Two three four seven zero three three, and I know there will be links at the end of the show. We at the moment have a fantastic show with Don Zondag and Marla E, who is my co-host, and that will be until mid February. But we'll be announcing other shows coming up soon,
0: and you will visit my gallery. I will. I promise. I'll bring my wife, and we'll be part of our podcast. I'd I'd like that very much. Uh, There will be links in the show notes. Boris, you're my new friend. I love you. I love you too. I uh, wanna thank my buddy CJ Masker about the haunting theme of scotch and good conversation. He is up in Nashville now. If you want him to do something for you, get at me. I'll hook you up. Wanna remind you that this episode and every episode is brought to you by my favorite beer bar in the world, Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor, located at 2810 Kareen Drive in beautiful Audubon Park. And This is where I edit because I dropped something.
1: Can I... I forgot to talk about something that actually is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, knock yourself out. All right,
1: remember we were talking about... I said that a filmmaker came... uh, I hosted the Global Peace Film Festival last year, Uh and we had a filmmaker called David Bradbury came in, and David is a two-time Academy Award nominated uh, documentarian. He made... Frontline and Chile, until when? Um, and uh, he came into this gallery, and uh, he was really taken back how this little gallery with a brand new curator with the psychologist all that so he asked me whether he could make a little mini documentary about the gallery cool and he did and it's being edited right now and i I just can't wait for it to come out i mean so for considering that i have no background (laughs) and that i came out of nowhere yeah uh i am so grateful to orlando Uh, Winter Park in Florida and to the artists and to the community for allowing me to do this and I know I have a platform and I owe it to young artists and artists in general to help them and that's that's what my life is now helping artists
0: very cool want to remind you that this episode and every episode is brought to you by Red Light Red Light beer parlor my favorite beer bar in the world located at 2810 Kareem Drive in beautiful Ottoman Park and right up the street la femme du fromage one word cheese go in there local and worldwide cheese is made by hand located in the east end market at 3210 kareen drive orlando meats whoops rosie hit the microphone stand uh, the best burger in orlando located at 728 virginia drive and little indies right next to Will's Pub in the Mills 50 district. You know it. Cocktails and yummy beer in a super hip section of town. 1036 North Mills Drive. If you dig what we're doing here, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. I'll leave it at that. Email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Give us a call at 407-965-5557. Or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Boris, you're my new friend. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. <laughs> tell the kids love goodbye. You. Right back. Goodbye. It was great. Really amazing. Thank you. You guys, thank you so much. It means the world to me that even one of you listens. Be nice to each other. Hug each other. If you got somebody out there, buy that, some art. Buy some. But that's. A, I'm gonna start adding that. Yeah, yeah. Hug each other. Love each other. Buy some art and put it on your walls. Thank if you. you got somebody that you care about, tell them that you love them and be nice. Go outside and play. I love you guys. Take care. Peace. Bye bye. FT Media Production.